0: That don't light your fire. You've been out in this rain too long. <laughs> amen. Amen. I wanted to say amen every time, but then I thought, well, they're going to think I'm crazy. I keep saying amen, but I just start singing along. Amen. Because all that's true. Amen. All that's true for us. Man, we are, we are dependent on God, aren't we? For everything. You think about it. Everything. There's nothing that we're not dependent upon God for. And that's what I've been preaching about in the last several weeks, and I want to continue that theme today. As we read in that middle chapter of the Bible, those middle verses, Psalm 118 and verse 8 and 9, I think God did it on purpose so that we would pay attention to it. He says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. And that includes you. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in yourself, because you're a man or you're a woman. And sometimes we depend upon ourselves more than we do others, or even if we depend upon others more than we do ourselves, it's still better to trust in the Lord. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. So God wants us to really grasp this truth uh, in our lives. Last, uh, when we first started this message, we talked about how we're dependent upon God's heart of pardon. We're always dependent on God's forgiveness, His grace, His mercy. We're dependent upon His hand of provision. We ask for God to meet our needs all the time. We're dependent upon God's hedge of protection. We need His protection from evil, from violence, from danger, from tragedy, all of those things. And then uh, a couple of weeks ago, we started talking about how we're dependent upon the help of God's power. And when we say we depend upon God's power, do we really live like we're dependent upon God's power? You know, because the Israelites were dependent on God's power, but they didn't live like that. They had an independent spirit. They didn't think they needed God and, um, until they got in trouble. And then they started crying out to God. And, the, you know, the book of Judges says, "...in those days there was no king in Israel, and everybody did what was right in his own eyes." Well, you know, that's kind of the way it is today in and, and, and our culture, in our generation. People are just doing whatever they want to do. Whatever they feel is right, whatever they want to do, whenever they want to do it, that's what they're doing. And uh, that's kind of, that's an independent spirit. That's a proud spirit. And what happened is, as is Israel grew more and more numerous, and they started their monarchy, and they grew in prosperity and military might. They just naturally trusted in their own strength. They would make alliances with pagan nations. And and God would have to raise up an enemy to come against them, to discipline them, to bring them into just abjection and and to a low point in their life until they cried out to God. And then God would raise up a judge or a deliverer and uh, deliver them. And they would be all right for a few years and then right back into the same old independent prideful spirit now before we get too rough on israel just take a look at your own life take a look at your the people of god today you know are we not the same way do we not do that in our own lives personally don't you see that in our nation even you know and god said in in isaiah chapter 3 the lord the lord of heaven's armies said i'll take away from jerusalem and judah everything they depend on And then he named some things, bread and water, all their provision, heroes and soldiers, all their protection, judges, I'll take away all their justice, prophets, I'll take away all their special insight, elders, I'll take away their experience, army officers and high officials, I'll take away their sense of security, advisors, I'll remove all the wisdom from the land. Skilled craftsmen, I'll remove all the special abilities for them to to make and create things. God says, I'm going to remove all of that that they depend on. God said in Hosea, I'll bring an end to Israel's independence. An end to Israel's independence. And God wants to bring an end to your independence. He wants to bring an end to my independence. But He'd rather do it without taking those things away. You know, God gave us these things. He gave us this world to enjoy. He, he, it, the Bible says it's His power, that, it's Him that gives us the power to get wealth. It says He created all that is in order that man might enjoy it. He created this world for us to enjoy. But the problem is, is we started depending upon the things He gave us inst- instead of depending upon the giver. And so, God has to many times remove the things to teach us that those are not the things that we should be basing our life on. We should be looking to God. So, God says to Hosea or to Israel through Hosea, So now come back to your God. Act with love and justice and always depend upon Him. So, we asked the question a couple of weeks ago that we're still answering What can you do? What can we do to come back to God and renew? our dependence upon God, to renew our expression, if you will, of dependence upon God, because we are dependent on God. To renew our realization of our dependence upon God may be a better way of putting it, because sometimes we just live life like we're not really dependent upon Him. You remember a couple of weeks ago, we said the first place to start is confess our prideful, independent spirit, and we all have it. Don't pretend you don't have a prideful, independent spirit. You do. We all do. We need to confess that as sin and ask God to forgive us and cleanse us and make us more like Christ. He said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being God did not consider, it says, who being in the form of God did not consider robbery to be equal with God, but he humbled himself and became a man and became a servant, willingly laid down his life. So we confess that prideful, independent spirit. We ask God to make us more like Christ. Then we talked last week about some ways to express our dependence upon God every day. And that is, first of all, keep your relationship with the Lord fresh. Keep it fresh. Are you keeping your relationship with the Lord fresh? Maybe this week you did a whole lot better as we talked about spending more time in the Word of God. Spending time in prayer. Keeping your relationship with the Lord fresh. If you, want to have, if you have a friendship with another person and you don't ever talk to that person, can you call that person a friend? And the Bible says Jesus no longer calls us slaves or servants. He calls us friends. We are the friends of God. you know that? You're a friend of God. I am a friend of God. But if I don't ever talk to him, or if I only go to him, by the way, do you have a friend that, that maybe the only time they call you or talk to you is when they need something from you? And, and so you see their caller ID become oh, what do they need now? And, and maybe you just screen your calls. But the, is that the way we approach God? The only time we come to God, the only time we talk to God is, God, I need, I need, I need, I need, I want, I want, I want, I want. God, help me with this, help me with what I have. And we just never commune with Him. We just never enjoy being with Him. Keep your relationship with the Lord fresh. Spending time with the Word, talking to Him. We talked about last week seeking God's counsel and guidance in our decisions and how what he, the wisdom he gave us yesterday was yesterday's wisdom. You may face the same situation today, but you can't use yesterday's wisdom for today's decision. Did you know that? Now, if it's the Word of God, you certainly can. But remember, David faced the same decision two different days, in a, not in a row, but two different times. The Philistines, they were at war with the Philistines. He saw a group of Philistines. He asked the Lord, should I go out to battle? And God says, yes, go, and he defeated them. Another day, he sees a group of Philistines. Now, he could have said, you know, God told me to last time, so obviously God still wants me to. And he could have just not inquired of the Lord. But again, he asked the Lord, Lord, should I go up and attack the Philistines? And this time the Lord said, yes, but here's how I want you to do it. And he gave him a different way of of going up and, and attacking the Philistines. So yesterday's decisions, you can't use yesterday's wisdom for today's decisions. We talked about the importance of the Word of God. You know, if we say we're dependent upon God, this is how we're to live our lives. This is the pattern for our life. This is the revelation of God. And then Jesus Christ is the living Word of God, the living expression of God. And if we're going to depend upon Him, we're going to have to know Him and know His Word. You know, an old sailor repeatedly got lost at sea, so his friends gave him a compass and urged him to use it. Well, the next time he went out in his boat, he followed that advice, and he took the compass with him. But as usual, he became hopelessly confused and was unable to find land. Finally, he was rescued by his friends once again. At this point, of course, they're quite disgusted and impatient with him. And they said, why didn't you use that compass we gave you? You could have saved us a lot of trouble of having to come out here and rescue you again. The sailor responded, well, I didn't dare to. I wanted to go north, but as hard as I tried to make the needle aim in that direction, it just kept pointing southeast. That old sailor was so certain that he knew which way was north that he stubbornly tried to force his own personal persuasion on his compass. And unable to do so, he tossed it aside as worthless, and he failed to benefit from the guidance it offered. It was pointing him back to land. You see, many times we come to the Word of God and, and we just read it. We read over it. And we don't gain the wisdom and the insight that it gives us for everyday living. And we think we're good Christians because we read the Bible and we go to church and we listen to the sermon and hear the Sunday school lessons, but are you a doer of the Word? Are you just a hearer? You see, just because you've heard doesn't mean you're depending upon God. Are you putting to practice the things you're reading and learning? Are you like that old sailor? You got the compass in your hand, but you're trying to force your own will upon it. You see, God's Word speaks to us. We don't speak to God's Word. Are you dependent upon God and your daily decisions? Well, the next thing I want to talk to you about today, and this fresh and new material, is ask God to daily meet your needs for that day. Now, this is a new concept. I know that you it's not a new concept. It's an old concept, but it's new to you. You know why? Because... We have been taught for generations to store up for a rainy day, right? And there's wisdom in that. And there's even biblical wisdom in that. But I think it's quite interesting as I kind of broke the ice for you last week in this regard that when Jesus taught us to pray in Matthew chapter 6, in verse 11, He said, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven." Give us this day our yearly bread. Give us this year our year's worth of income. What do you say? Give us this day our what? Daily Daily bread. You see, we're dependent upon what we can provide for ourselves. Well, what if it comes to a point in your life where you can no longer depend upon yourself or your income or whatever it is? You say, well, when that day comes, I'll worry about it. Well, Remember the old bumper sticker we talked about, when all else fails, pray? Remember how stupid that is? You shouldn't wait for everything to fail before you pray. Neither should you wait till you can't depend on yourself to start depending upon God. You should start depending upon God when? Now, today, yesterday. Yesterday's gone, but you should already be doing that. God says it is, I am the one that gives you the power to get wealth. You know who gave you that job? You said, yeah, I got a good education. I worked hard for the job and expense and retirement I get. No, you didn't. You just think you did. God gave that to you. God honored you with that. God showed you favor in the eyes of your employers to keep you around that long. God showed you favor in the eyes of your employer to hire you. God showed you favor in the eyes of of, of people along the way to get you that education, to provide for you all throughout your life. All of it's God. It's not you. Quit patting yourself on the back and thinking you're so great. It's God who's great. God's done that for you. Give us this day our daily bread. But no, we would rather, verse 19, lay up for ourselves treasures on earth, Lay up big bank accounts. Instead of investing it in the kingdom of God and spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, we'd rather lay it up like the rich fool in Luke 16. I have great things stored up. I'm going to have to build bigger barns and and to store it in. I'm going to have to invest in bigger markets because I've got so much now. I'm going to have to take bigger trips because I've got so much money now. Instead of investing it in the things of God, we lay up, we store up, and guess what? You're going to die before you can use it all. You say, well, good, I'll leave it to my children. They're going to die before they can use it all. Or you're going to ruin their lives with money. I'm not saying we shouldn't lay up an inheritance for our children because even that's biblical. But I think what the process of thinking needs to change here is that we think we've got to have all this stored up so we can depend upon that and we forget that that was given to us by Him. And that can be taken away like that by Him. Do you know that? When the stock market crashed back in 2009, many people lost that like that. And because many people lost that like that, some of them put bullets in their heads because they were dependent upon their things. That's why he teaches us to depend upon God He tells us in verse 34, don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is the evil to come. He teaches us to to depend upon God daily. Every day. But we've got so accustomed to not depending upon God daily because we don't need Him daily. I mean, we've got so much education, so much knowledge and technology and money that when whatever problem we face, we can throw money at it and fix it. We can throw our skill and ability at it and solve it. We can throw our, our education at it and come up with a solution that we don't even talk to God about these things anymore. It's just so routine that when we have a problem, we either we throw one of those things at it, our might, our wisdom, our money. And remember Jeremiah, God said, Let not a man glory in his might or his wisdom or his riches, But let him who glories, glory in the fact that he knows me and depends upon me. But yet, we face problems every day, situations every day that we throw those three things at it. And we never talk to God about it. We're not dependent upon God. We just say we are. Because it looks good on our Christian resume. Friends, we've got to learn. And God wants to teach us. And God may be fixing to teach us, like he taught the Israelites, if he had to remove everything we're dependent upon to teach us that we really are dependent upon him and not ourselves. James chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. The Bible says, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city. Spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good, that is for him, and in this context, for him who knows they ought to be dependent upon God, but isn't really to him it is sin. It's an offense to God that we don't depend on him. And you see, this is kind of how most people live, including myself from time to time. We just make plans without regard to God. I'm going to go do this. Tomorrow, next month, next year, these are my plans. This is what I'm going to do. And we never talk to God about it. It's just we're using our wisdom, our skill, our experience, our money, whatever it is. We're just making plans. Let's go do this. Let's, and, and God says, that's wrong. But that's how we live. Because we live independently of God. But yet we say we're children of God. If we're children of God, think about it, children of God. How many of you let your children go wherever they want to go? Would you raise your hand? Really? Why not? Aiden, can you go wherever you want to go, whenever you want to go? Why not? Let me ask you, Aiden. Are there things you wish you could do and go that your mom and dad won't let you? Really? Come on, Dad, Mom. Loosen up. Okay, you see, I'm, making, I'm making a joke here. Y'all get it, right? What are we? Children of God. Just as Aiden is dependent upon Keith and Andrea's wisdom and provision, so we are dependent upon God's wisdom. Aiden has to say, Dad, Mom, can I go to so and so's house this afternoon and play video games? And Mom and Dad have to say, Yes or No. Aiden's going to say when he, gets, uh, when he gets invited somewhere, Hey, Mom and Dad, can I go with so-and-so? Uh, we're going to the movie. I need, what was the movie? $10. Dad and Mom have to say yes or no. I'm giving you some good ideas here, Aiden. <laughs> A child is dependent upon the parent. For everything, the younger they are. But we are children of God. We never outgrow God's dependence. We look to Him for wisdom. We don't just make decisions independently of Him, just as Aiden would make decisions independently of his parents. Oh, well, next year I'm going to move to a new city, and I'm going to get a new job, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to... Really? Did you talk to God about that? Are you just dependent upon your wisdom, your might, your riches, your skill, your ability, your education, whatever it is? Have you really asked God? Give us this day our daily wisdom. Give us this day our daily strength. Give us this day our daily provision. Give us this day our daily fill in the blank. That's how we need to be living our lives. I'll give you an illustration. George Mueller, I don't know if you've ever read his biography. It's a very interesting biography. He was just a man of great faith. I say that tongue in cheek because I know that even if you and I just had mustard seed faith, Jesus said we could say to that mountain and be moved. But so I'm just going to say George Mueller obviously had mustard seed faith, or he had it. He had the faith just to trust God for daily needs, and he ran an orphanage through which hundreds of thousands or thousands of children passed through. One day the house mother said this to him, the children are dressed and ready for school, but there's no food for them to eat. George asked her to take the 300 children into the dining room and have them sit at the table practical application if you're praying for rain carry your umbrella if you're praying for it to stop leave it at home he said take the 300 kids sit them at the dining room table and then he came he showed up and he thanked god now remember there's no food he thanked god for the food he said lord we thank you for the food that we're about to receive the table's bare and he waited George knew God would provide food for the children because God always did. Within minutes, a baker knocked on the door. Mr. Mueller, he said last night, I couldn't sleep. Somehow I knew that you would need bread this morning, so I got up in the middle of the night and baked three batches of bread. I'll bring them to you. Soon there was another knock at the door, and it was the milkman. His cart had broken down in front of the orphanage, and the milkman came in and said, Mr. Mueller, my milk cart broke down and by the time I get the wheel fixed and get it to market, the milk will spoil, so could you use some milk? George smiled as the milkman brought in ten large cans of milk and he had the bread and milk just enough to feed his 300 children breakfast. You see, we don't know how to trust God for our daily needs. But what if... uh, What if God had to teach us that hard lesson one day? And I'm not just talking about food and clothing and shelter, but I'm talking about for your wisdom to make decisions. For the things that you do every day in your life. Give us this day our daily. Next week... Next Sunday, I'm going to talk about, well, what do we do? What's our response to be? Because, man, I so want to go into, go into this, but I'm, going to have to, I'm putting on the brakes. If y'all just felt the turmoil in my spirit right now. I want to hit the accelerator, but I'm going to put on the brake. God wants you and I to have a grateful spirit. A dependent spirit breeds a grateful spirit. Let me tell you what an independent spirit breeds. A griping spirit. A critical spirit. A negative spirit. The more independent and prideful you are, the more negative you are. The more dependent you are, the more grateful and fun to be around you are. That's what we're going to talk about next week. That's an indicator of how dependent am I on the Lord? Do I have a grateful spirit that whatever I get, or do I gripe and complain about what I don't have? If you're always worried about what you don't have, you're an independent, prideful spirit. So next week we're going to talk about that. So I'm putting on the brakes. Aren't you glad? If you are, say amen! Amen! Thank you. Let's pray together.